Hello and welcome to episode 190 of the Punter Podcast. I'm Chris Barnett. Following on from another brilliant Cheltenham Festival, all eyes turn to Utoxeter on Saturday, the scene of the Midlands Grand National run over four and a quarter miles. Trainer Charlie Longston joins us today to discuss his chances of landing the big prize, whilst flat racing fans and they can look forward to Group 1 action in Hong Kong, where the Hong Kong Derby takes place on Sunday morning UK time. City AM Racing Editor Bill Esdale previews the Midlands National, with Wally Pyra looking ahead to Sunday's prestigious meeting in Hong Kong. So we're joined once again by Bill Esdale, who's down at the track at Cheltenham. It's the final day, of course, today. The preview's already out there for you to listen to. We recorded that earlier in the week. We record this on Friday as we look ahead to the Midlands National at Utoxeter, which we will do with Charlie Longston in a few minutes' time. But, uh, Bill, yeah, great day you had yesterday. Good time, Johnny, at 9-1. to one, And you wear it well that you were talking about for a long time in advance for Jamie Snowden at 16-1. to one. So uh, the coffers are full. You're ready now to, to pack it all up and buy that lovely place on the beach. Off the canvas. We've <laughs> been a tough few days. But no, it's good. It was good to get, get a few winners. And Mill Green found that round really well. I thought that was going to win a big price in the in the per temps too. So yeah, yeah, they ran well yesterday. But you're only as good as your last day in this game. And um, yeah, onwards and upwards. We're here. We're here on Friday now, like you say, and, and the weather's set fair. Well, that's good, isn't it? That we got you got a nice day for it, and and the ground's going to be soft, I imagine, but certainly not going to be heavy, is it? Well, it's, there are potential heavy showers around if they hit, but it's it's just going to be tiring ground because the rain was there last night and it'll just be tacky, tiring ground. Well, we're going to have a look at one race on this special edition because we've had every day this week, we've had the Cheltenham Festival with seven races each day and then we've previewed and Bill's found some winners throughout the week, of course. We're going to look at the Midlands Grand National it takes place at Utoxeter on Saturday afternoon at three o'clock. We'll hear from Charlie Longson, who's got Guatapan Colange in that race. Bill caught up with him. He also had a word with Charlie about Rare Edition, of course, who ran in the Supreme on Tuesday. So let's have a listen to Charlie Longson having a chat with Bill at Cheltenham Racecourse. Charlie, reaction to Rare Edition's run in the Supreme? Um, look, yeah, look, we're all disappointed. Um, I think you think the first race in the festival, they're going to go 100 miles an hour and you can sit quietly in third or fourth place and just take a nice toe and a nice lead and didn't happen. They went steady um, and we were sort of fighting Sam. Paul Sam was fighting him for the first mile and funny enough, he didn't quite come down the hill and get, get home. Look, it's a blip disappointment um, though even even his Huntington form actually was franked with Marble Sands running a very good race in the Valley Moor so you know, look, look, we, we, you know we're all we're all generally been had a fantastic season with him I am going to go and have a little go get his wind tested just to check not that we know there's a wind issue but the fact that um, horse, a lot of horses by Cali Faye do have wind issues so I just want to you know before the end of the season it's something I would have done anyhow no matter win lose or draw yesterday or on Tuesday I would have done that um, just, to, just to get it checked for the wind and you know for the summer and then we can, if there is a problem, we can get it sorted out before next season. And on to brighter things. This weekend, you've got a big chance in the Midlands National with Guatapan Colange. Yeah, look, Guatapan has been 
been improving steadily the whole way. Um, he, he's got, I think he, you know, he's, he's a massive improver. He's learned a lot since Warwick and his good, good run at um, New Tox. I think the Sam, Sam Thomas horse will be very hard to beat, so I will do it. He beat us at Warwick, though we have improved a lot. And then Mr. Incredible actually ran very well in the Kim Muir, and that was just in front of us at Warwick as well. So look, the form is there. Um, we've got to do well to turn things around. However, we're probably weighted to turn things around. Um, we're an improving horse, and it's a very valuable handicap, which we'd be love to try and win. And the ground? You won't mind. Whatever ground. It was soft ground at, um, at Warwick when he ran the Classic, and it was good to soft ground at Utox when he won there over three over an inadequate three miles. So in my, you know, four mile two is a long slog. It'll be, it'll be a war of attrition. It might be a year too soon for him for being, for being only a seven-year-old, but we're not going to know until we get there. But he will like the ground, and you know, he, it's a sort of race that he will love, in, whether it's not this year, it'll be in future years. In future years. As trainer Charlie Longston having a chat with Bill Esdale at Cheltenham Racecourse ahead of the Midlands National with Guatabank Calange in the JP Colours going for glory, likely to be the favourite, having won in February at Utoxeter in a handicap chase over three miles where he beat Mr Coffee, who of course still can't win a race, but uh, keeps on trying and keeps getting placed. Now taking him on in this field of uh, 17 is I will do it for Sam Thomas, who, of course, won the Welsh Grand National, but that was back in 21. He won it by nine lengths, having won the trial by 24. He was off for a long time, came back to Warwick, won a race there and in heavy conditions by a couple of lengths, beat Mr. Incredible on that occasion, but didn't run since then and, and had a long, long gap in between. So he's obviously proving very difficult to train. I will do it for Sam Thomas. The galloping bears in there for Ben Clark, having finished behind Kitty's Light in the Ida up in Newcastle. French Paradox is in the race as well. Secret Reprieve, who loves these stairs races in there, as is Major Dundee, Captain Kangaroo, the two amigos and more. But uh, you spoke to Charlie Bill. He, he seems fairly confident that if Guatapan Colonge doesn't win this year at seven years old, then he's certainly won for the future in the race. Yeah, I mean, he's a lovely horse. I was there the other day and I saw him work, actually. And he, Charlie just says he tries. He's enthusiastic. He's young. He's probably still well handicapped. The issue is whether, like Charlie alludes to, whether this slog at this stage in his career is too early. It's been wet at Utopster all week. Uh, the latest going there, soft, heavy in places, and they've had 35 mils of rain since Saturday. Mm. So we know when it gets hard work there, it gets really hard work. And this is four miles and two, not three, five, three, six. It's four miles and two, so it's a proper test. And that's my only niggling worry with him. I just think it might just be a little bit too stretching. They're too far from him. It may just stretch him. Um, look, if he was a double-figure price, I'd, be, uh, I'd love to have a crack at him, but he's four to one favourite. And... This is really hard work. It's traditionally a race that JP likes to target. Uh, I know that Greta Pan was in the Kim Muir as well, but they deliberately held him back for here. Track should suit. You know, he, he's going to run well. He just wouldn't be, for me, at the prices. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, and I'd love to see Charlie have a, have a big race win. Uh, but I think he's not great value at the current price. I will do it's the obvious one. Um, like, he's, like you said, he's a bit of a Scarlet Pimpernel kind of figure. We've only seen him three times in a few years. Uh, he's got about £25 for those three runs and that's the niggle that I have with him is that there's got to be a point where the handicap has got him he's up to a mark of 155 now uh, look, he's he's going to see out the trip well we know he's a proper slogger 
um, former Welsh national winner who handled the ground. Just the price that I don't like with him. Um, and then you've got a host of good stayers. The Galloping Mare, Bear ran really well last time. Um, Mick Fitzgerald's Racing Club Horse, French Paradox will run well. Secret Reprieve, former Welsh national winner. He's kind of rediscovering some form. He's well handicapped, but there's a fragility about him that worries me. Um, I'm going to just swing the bat at a couple of big price ones that I think are, I just thought were overpriced. You know, when I go through this race, I looked at it before the prices are out, and I thought 16 to 1 with Paddy Power about the two amigos. This year's Welsh national winner was just very big. Um, look, he's he, he went up six pounds for winning. Sorry, five pounds for winning the Welsh national. Um, which didn't seem overly harsh. Um, so he'll line up here off a mark of one three two, mm. which is you know, it's twelve pounds lower than when he finished eighth in this couple of years ago. So because of his spell in the wilderness, he'd fallen so dramatically in the weights that he's actually still probably well handicapped. Um, jumps well in the mud, stays really well. Uh, look, he's, he's he's not got the young progressive profile of the ones at the top of the market like like Charlie's horse, but he'll just stay jump got his way around from the front and I just thought 16s was a bit too big a price for him and the other one I'll take a chance on and again Stammer is a question mark but he's a horse that looks like he'll love the trip is Tile Tapper for Chris Honor now he was 20 to 1 in a few places um, he is 20 to 1 with Bet Victor and 20 to 1 with Betfred just seems a bit too big a price for a horse that will love the bad ground and it's just shaped like he'll he'll love this test of stamina um he was fourth to Ansam over three miles at the back of January, but was a good winner at Carlisle last time. And he chased, if you remember, he chased Remastered home um, in the mud at Kenton. He's got to jump better. Mm. But 20 to 1, you can take a chance on him at a big price. So I just thought that's the way I'd like to play a race like that. Uh, I'd far rather go deep into the market and look for a potential big price one to run well um, than to get sucked into some of the ones at the top of the market. Do you think that I will do it could go off the favourite? Because he beat Mr. Incredible, who was placed at Cheltenham this week. Godapan Colonge was in that race as well. Horses like three under through five were behind him uh, in that race too. Do you think on the day people were going to start looking at I will do it and, and sort of make him maybe a five to one, nine to two favourite? Yeah, well, we saw all that there was a big gamble on time to get up a few years ago when he won. It's just the JP colours. I think Charlie's horse will go a favourite. I think there'll be, you know, particularly JP backs him. Um, time to get up, who's, who's a former winner of the race, has plummeted in the handicap. He's got terrible form figures, PPE, uh, PP8. But he's 20 to 1. He's another who could bounce back now. He's slipped to a low mark. I can see him look out for money for him. But yeah, no, I'd rather I'd rather go deep in the market and, and, and play the sloggers in, in, in what will be a real test of stamina. So after a busy week at Cheltenham, we move on to Utoxeter from the Midlands National and on Sunday off to Hong Kong for a really big day of racing there. The Hong Kong Derby in 2023, sponsored by BMW, is at 8.40 in the morning. There's a Group 1 race there as well. And to talk us through the highlights of Sunday, our expert Wally Pyra joins us. And Wally, you said it's the, the big race for everyone in Hong Kong. It's the Derby on Sunday morning. Yeah, I, it's when I say it's the big race in Hong Kong, 
it is to every owner, trainer and jockey in the territory. Forget about the international races. Forget about the QE2 Cup um, in April. This is the race that the the Hong Kong owners, the owners, they pay absolutely exorbitant sums of money to try and own a winner of the Hong Kong Derby. Obviously, there's only one winner every year, so there's a lot of disappointed owners. But it is it is a very, very big race. It's a very exciting race every, year after year after year. has some great stories, and hopefully it will be similar on Sunday. I mean... The Hong Kong Derby is, is steeped in rich, uh, rich history. I mean, the first time it was ever run was 1873, just before my time. Um, I've had a lot of big winners in the race. And hopefully this is what's going to happen on Sunday because we've probably got a horse, which I haven't, the hype surrounding this horse, I haven't heard for such a long time in Hong mm-hmm. Kong. It's mm-hmm. a horse called Beauty Eternal. It's owned by the powerful Quok family. It's owned by, I'm sorry, it's trained by three times Hong Kong Derby winning trainer, John Size, And it's ridden by the Zach man who had a success in 2015 when he rode for Size on a horse called uh, Luga. So all in all, everything is up for this horse. It's, um, how can we say, it's been called a monster, the second coming, a freak. It's won, it's, it's won four out of its five races. It was a moral certainty when it got beat. Um, and his only defeat when it should have won, when it was knocked all over the place and still nearly got up and won. But this horse now goes into uncharted waters. Yeah. The furthest it's run is a mile. Um, and it now steps up to 10 furlongs. Its breeding says it's going to be a, um, the perfect miler. The breeding says he's a perfect miler. He won over a mile, a mile last time, treated its rivals with absolute disdain, but it's now got to run over 10 furlongs. The only thing I'd say to you about it is that you get the feeling from Purton that Purton is very confident that this horse is going to get the trip. He's got a barrier. Now, you say over 10 furlongs, what does the draw mean? The draw can't mean much over 10 furlongs, but what happens, the Hong Kong Derby starts pretty much uh, near to the first bend. So horses that are drawn wide, we're talking about the 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, if they don't get in, before the first bender, they haven't got too much room to do that, then they're going to get caught wide and then they race at a disadvantage. So the jockeys have a choice. They use a lot of petrol up to get up to the front and get some cover, or they get caught wide, or they go back at the back of the field and hope and pray that they get some um, luck in running when they turn into the home stretch. So it's quite difficult for jockeys that are drawn wide. Purton's uh, horse, Beauty Eternal, is drawn seven. What Purton will be looking to do is to try and give this horse an uninterrupted run, get him into a nice, easy gallop. That's what he will be looking for. You can guarantee that when he turns into the home straight, Purton will be sitting there as quiet as a mouse looking like he's got a double handful. Now, 
whether or not he has, when push comes to shove and you get the horses like uh, um, uh, Super Sunny Singh and uh, horses like that, that's the story. So what can you do? It's very difficult. If Purton, if Purton thinks he's going to get the trip, um, his form says he's going to be an outstanding performer in Hong Kong for years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I to argue? It's not a very clever one. He's only, what is he, around about six to four, I believe, in um, in right. the UK, his odds. And I think he'll probably, will probably start shorter than that, believe mm-hmm. it or believe it not, in Hong Kong, because the whole of the territory, the whole of the city will be behind this horse. So let's see what happens. But let's have a look at one or two of the dangers. I'm looking down the field. I said about Super Sunny Singh. He's a rags to riches horses. I think he only cost 26,000 uh, guineas as a yearling. He's won his last four races. He's gone up 32 points in the in the ratings. He won over nine furlongs last time. He looks like he should stay. He's another one, though, that shouldn't get more than seven furlongs. His breeding says he shouldn't get more further than seven. But he's, he's won over nine, hasn't he? So he's nearly there, isn't he, with yeah. ten? I'm just saying, but his breeding says yeah. he shouldn't get further than seven. Um, sword point. Now, sword point, I gave a good word for it when it finished be, uh, behind Super Sunny Singh last time, was beaten mm-hmm. half a length. Um, he had a pretty tough journey in that race. He was from an outside draw. Um, he had to race wide to get up to the front. He used quite a lot of petrol in the race. Um, he wasn't stopping at the end. It was just that Super Sunny Singh proved stronger. But this is a horse that's won over 10 furlongs in Australia. He's mm. ridden by Hugh Bowman, who's won the um, the derby twice. So all in all, if you're looking for an each-way play, obviously sword point would be the one. Um, and the other dangers that I think you need to keep an eye, obviously Tuchel with Ryan Moore. He's, he looks like he's been disappointing in his last couple of races, but he's an out-and-out stayer. And we say that in Hong Kong, an out-and-out stayer is 2,000 metres or 10 furlongs plus. Flagship warrior, unfortunately, again, yet again, get a, gets a double-figure draw. Teton riding at the at the top of his game at the moment, had four winners on Wednesday at Happy Valley. So he, and when he's confident, Teton, he's a jockey to follow. By God, he is. Um so he may be able to find some cover, but it's going to be difficult. And the one horse that does interest me at a big price is a horse called Straight Aaron. It's trained by Casper Founds. Blake Shin's going to ride him again. And the reason I say this is he came over, obviously, with the derby, what he was going to be running, uh, going to be earmarked for the derby. Didn't show any form at all. 9th, 11th, 13th. It was with David Hayes. The owners were obviously not happy, um, t- transferred him out of David Hayes' uh, stable, put him with Casper Founds. Casper Founds did something quite, well, I find it quite extraordinary that he he got his weight down from when he was 13 to when he ran the next time. They bought his weight down by 40 pounds. Now, that's a hell of a lot of weight to get down. If you watched him in the race, he came through like a knife through butter. I've never seen a horse absolutely dash right through the middle and drew straight away. The, uh, the, the form says that doesn't mean anything in, in the type of horses that he's going to 
meet here. But you really don't know how good he is. It's all straight Aaron. So if you're looking for something at a long price, maybe straight Aaron. Sword point. I do like sword point. I think he's dangerous. Um, but it's going to be... If if all the words, the reputation of this horse is correct with Beauty Eternal, he'll be difficult to beat. Great stuff. The derby sounds fascinating. 14 runners as well, so the draw could be really important, as Wally was saying. A little bit earlier in the day, 8 o'clock in the morning, Wally. Seven furlongs, the Queen's Silver Jubilee Cup. Now, this is a Group 1, only five turning up, but it's California Spangle up against Wellington, Lucky Swainers, Waikuku and the others. Um, Wellington. Over this trip, I'm not sure. Is is this is, is a six furlong horse, isn't he? He's running over seven this weekend. When you say that, listen, he's the reigning champion of this race. He has won over seven, yeah, no, once. But this is the race he won last year. Yeah. Okay, so he's a four-time Group 1 winner. But you've got to be honest, six furlongs is his trip. Hmm. Um, he got he got outpointed by Lucky Swainus last time in the centenary sprint. But, you know, you talk about a race here, three horses. You've got California Spangle, Purton, Lucky Swainus, James McDonald, hmm. and Wellington and Ryan Moore. It just shows, again, the old yeah. story. Romantic warrior carries teeth and gets beat on him, kicked into touch, get another jockey to ride him, James McDonald, romantic warrior and future. Same story with Wellington. Had uh, <coughs> had Alexi Bedell on it. He's win. He's won eight times on Wellington. Mm. He got beat last time out. Lo and behold, what happens? He gets kicked into touch, and they bring Ryan Moore, who won the Hong Kong Sprint in December. There's no, there's no loyalty for jockeys <laughs> in Hong Kong. No loyalty mm. at all. And if you get beat on one of these hot pot horses. Mm. Um, you've got to be worried. Any any jockey in Hong Kong, if he gets beat on any of these good horses, he's got to be worried because you get the vultures circling, waiting to dive in and say, well, he didn't do any good. Let me ride your horse, et cetera, et cetera. But all in all, yeah, you've got the three horses. It's going to be a tactical affair. We know that Purton's going to go out in front on California Spangle. Um, James McDonald will follow Purton will sit on his tail and Wellington will be just behind him. And then it really and truly, it comes down to Purton getting his fractions right. He'll lead. So he's going to be very, very difficult to um, to beat. The fact that Purton chose California Spangle over Lucky Swainess says to you what he thinks will happen. You do have a worry about Wellington, despite him winning this race, his times, if you talk to the time the time watchers in this contest, they're mm. out-and-out fans of California Spangle. Although California Spangle, he's better known for being over a mile. He can yeah. still He's still very smart over this trip. Um, other races, that is not a race to bet in. It's a race to watch and enjoy, mm. really and truly. Um, other races to watch is the 7 o'clock. There's a horse called Victor the Winner. Again, it seems very strange that Purton jumps onto this horse. He was a four-length winner last time out. Absolute flying machine. Got, it's got Purton's going to have to carry um, uh, a couple of pound overweight on it. He'll be a short-price favourite. Horse, 
the race that interests me is the 7.30. It's a 10 furlong handicap. It's a horse that's in this race is a, a horse that's cost me so much money um, <laughs> over over the probably the last few months is a horse called 5G Patch. Yes, he did win a race, but four times I've been sunk without trace with this horse getting turned over, getting into trouble left, right and centre. He's He's got his favourite jockey back on him, Hugh Bowman, top weight. He's got an outstanding chance. He really has. But I, I'm i sorry, I've gone to the well once too often, this horse, So um, and, and been found wanting. So I'm going to go for a horse called Snaffles, who I think is very well handicapped. He finally steps up in distance to the 10 furlongs. Um, trained by David Hayes. David Hayes' stable's going very well at the moment. I think with the optimum distance that he's running over, Snaffles will be the one to be on. And finally, finally, 9.55, the getting out stakes. We always call it the getting out stakes. I don't know why. It's a designs on Rome handicap over seven furlongs. It's got horses like Mighty Stride, very well known. Tamara Blitz that won last time out. Uh, one of Bill Esdale's favourite horses, Stunning Impact. He backs it time and time again. It never wins, but that's running. <laughs> um, Purton's on a horse called Unbresuming, right at the bottom of the handicap. Purton will definitely not be able to eat his boiled egg and toast on, on Sunday morning to be able to ride this horse. Must have a huge chance. Will be a short price. But I'm going to take a chance again. I'm going to persevere with a rank outsider, a horse called Hyper Dragon Ball. It was four, draw 14 last time out, taken right to the back of the field, come dashing through very fast at the end of the race. Times was very impressive. He'll be completely ignored in the betting. I just think he's going to run a big race at an each-way price. So, Really difficult to go past unpresuming. He looks the blot in the handicap. But if you don't want to back the favourites, you want to back something with an outsider at attractive odds, then I think Hyper Dragon Ball will run well. Thanks, Wally. We look forward to that meeting. Hong Kong at 5 o'clock UK time, starting on Sunday morning on Sky Sports Racing, if you want to watch that live and in colour. Thanks to Bill Esdale for his preview of the Midlands National and to Charlie Longston for joining us on today's podcast. That's all from us for today. We'll be back again next week as we take our usual look ahead to the weekend's racing action in the UK and indeed in Hong Kong. So please make sure that you join us then. Don't forget to visit the City AM website for all the latest news and horse racing tips and follow the podcast on Apple Tunes, Spotify, Amazon Music and Stitcher to get the latest episodes as soon as they're released.